Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. You're listening to the Fade to Gray Network. We invite people of all backgrounds to share their stories. Their nuanced conversations and forward thinking. Everyone's story matters. Every voice is important. Life is polarizing, but not everything is black and white. Come join us as we fade to gray. Welcome to another episode of Fade to Gray. This is Chris. I've got Omar, Elizabeth. Hello. Seth. <laughs> Crickets. Chirp, chirp, chirp. Well, I had to think because normally, you know, somebody will say something right in the middle of it and I mean, I'll have to go back. You went back. like right into introductions, right? I mean, it was like, I thought you were going to say more than hello, welcome to Fade to Gray. And so, so we, but, we but weren't Chris has a point, though, because he'll start introducing us and we'll be like, Hey, and he just keeps going right over. So this time he actually gives us space to say hi and, and, and nobody no says one says anything. anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's par for the course whenever it comes to this podcast. It's true. Which, there's by one the other, way, there's one other person on the show though today, Chris. Should we introduce them or just forget about it? Who? Oh, I think Seth's with us too, maybe. Uh, we introduced Seth and what? he chirped at us. That was I, <laughs> I didn't hear I your name, my sorry. Presence. I, I didn't hear your name. Well, I don't think name. my name was, was mentioned. Well, maybe my name wasn't mentioned. Did you mention my name, Chris? I don't even know. Oh. I did. Yeah, he's been too busy over there at his own mental podcast. Oh, you know, mm. just trying to stay busy. Yeah, his Marco Polo was blowing up. <laughs> I noticed. I had to mute it and mm. I haven't even been in there yet. <laughs> you got to come and uh, say hi. It's pretty happening. Lots of uh, mental health uh, issues being talked about over there. Yes. Well, <laughs> right now is a time in which people really are struggling with mental health issues. Um, Why? Is there something going on right now? <laughs> yeah, fill me well, in. What could possibly be wrong with people? Yeah, I don't know. What do you think, Omar? Let's 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 talk about it. What do you think's been going on in the world? <laughs> Have you? Uh, Seen a newscast or check? <laughs> Have you been outside lately? <laughs> you check. watched this Facebook? TV show on Netflix and it, man, gave me some anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what's going on in the world. Everyone's freaking out over Tiger King. No. Um, yeah, finally here in Pennsylvania, things have you finally got really Netflix? Getting... <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> we find Netflix. That, I don't, I'm changing the subject. I don't know if we're back that. Back to I'm trying to answer uh, Seth's question okay. about what's going yeah. on. In the world. I don't know if you wanted me to like, yeah. am I just play complete, complete aloof or what yeah. there? But yeah, what is, I think I felt like I was a, coro- a, a COVID lean in there. It so was. tell uh, me about Chinese virus. So it's, <laughs> oh my gosh, so, so, I mean, that's up, what the president is saying. So it comes yeah, from China. So we have a virus happening in the U.S. right now. <laughs> yeah, it, and it's finally like hitting home here in P- Pennsylvania. For the longest time, everybody was just life as usual. The people who were out of work just gathered at Walmart or Home Depot. <laughs> so there's just more more people out on the roads than anything. They're just hanging out and at now Walmart now? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I, I'm at Home Depot often because of my job, and I was talking to one of the employees, 
And uh, she's like, yeah, we're supposed to be essential, but it's more like, eh, we're open. <laughs> and so um, they, they, actually, they actually just recently started only allowing 100 people in the store at once and, and entering in one way and exiting out the other. And it actually is starting to feel more like lockdown. There's a curfew now in effect in all the towns at 8 o'clock. So how do they count that? Actually, they got a person at the front with like one of those little hand clickers. There was, there was a person there doing something, yeah. with a phone and <laughs> doing math, I guess. <laughs> I had a friend who tweeted, you know, that the Walmart in his town is basically letting people in and out the exact same door and, and you know, only a few at a time, but still they're having to go in and out the same door. They've locked every other door. So it's like, <laughs> they're not really doing their job on the whole uh, social right. distancing thing there when people are going in and out of the same door. That's also a fire hazard. I would think, yeah. <laughs> That's an issue. We've had our first... Well, no one knows how to respond, really. Yeah, it's true. We've had our first uh, few cases of COVID-19 hit our counties, too. The three that we're living right around as well. So mm. that's another reason why I think some of the stores around here are finally pretending to take things seriously or however you want to say it. I don't know. But so you all finally got the 5G out there. 5G, what's that? It's what's causing the coronavirus. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's that bitch, Carol Baskins. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I believe oh it. Oh, my God. What a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. Speaking of oh Carol Baskin, gosh. she fucking killed her husband. What the fuck? <laughs> No shit. It's obvious obvious as fuck, man. Okay, wait. Even even OJ knows that. Even OJ knows (laughs) that. Hey, okay, wait. So first of all, spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen Tiger King, turn it off, fast forward it for the next 20 minutes because we're going down this road. Carol Baskin. (laughs) Carol Baskin. If you haven't watched Tiger King yet, fast forward. All right, guys, let's talk about this show. Oh, my God. I was enthralled. Listen, I grew up like an hour away from where all this took place. And so these people in Tiger King, I know these people. I went to school with these people. I lived around these people. Some of these people are my family. Uh, and so have you ever petted a tiger, Chris? Have I have you ever petted a baby tiger. I've been to that zoo. Uh, and yes, I have. I've actually pet probably some of the tigers they had there. Uh, I do so not you're, remember you're part seeing of the problem. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right. I'm part of the Lock problem. Him Shame. Lock him up. Lock him up. Lock oh, him I'm up. Sorry. Lock I'm him sorry. up. Are you like going along with Carol Baskin here? Is that what it is? You're <laughs> Hello, like on you her side? Yes, I am. No, I'm not. I think oh, both you cool cats and are... kittens. Let's actually talk. Let's talk about this though, because it is an interesting uh, who to support? We are, Seth. <laughs> Shut up! I'm not. Is it interesting? <laughs> no. What I mean is her p- where she stands on the issue versus where he stands. Like the idea of being able to have uh, wild animals as pets versus not, and her Carol Baskin's whole point of wanting to essentially reduce residential as pets in order to save the species. It was okay. About I think she's a huge hypocrite. I think because, she is too. Okay. Yeah, let's, she's over there calling Joe Exotic and all these other people Doc, mm-hmm. uh, whatever the fuck Intel. his name is. Uh, Doc she's, Intel. Yeah, she's telling that motherfucker's them, a pimp, dude. What's going on what? with that sex cult? I'm telling you what. That's <laughs> right, crazy. Hang on, though. Yeah, 
start with the legislation stuff first, and then we'll get into the other stuff. Yeah. I mean, simply, she's saying, you know, hey, you shouldn't be able to cage these tigers. Um, They should be in the wild or whatever. And then what is she doing? She's taking all these tigers and putting them in cages. Like, I think she's a huge hypocrite. I do, too. The only thing I could hear that was different between the two sides was she said, don't pet them. And, like... How is she any different than they are? If they really want to serve, like keep their species alive, why are we not like shipping these tigers back to China and releasing them in China in their natural habitat? If we really care, in China, isn't that that's where the coronavirus? Are from? <laughs> Asia, They'll kill them off again. I thought it's it was Africa. China, not are, tigers. A- Africa and Asia. Oh, okay. It's like India, though. I think they're India, though, babe. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, say. yeah. China, <laughs> but so. Yeah, I think honestly, if you actually listen to like what they were saying, they agree more than they disagree. That's the craziest yeah. thing because Joe Exotic also thinks it's wrong, but he just doesn't care. Like, <laughs> he, he, it seems like when he first started, he was way advocate, advocating for saving the rainforest, saving these natural habitats, the jungle for these tigers to live in. And then over time, he just needed money. It became a huge money source. And tell and, and so the he hunters ba- lay down <laughs> their guns. Okay, yeah. So he's. <laughs> I understand. So they're both. They're both full of shit. I understand oh, yeah. that Carol and Joe may have a few things in common, but listen, there can only be one Tiger King, and that is what <laughs> this is all about. Okay, you really think so? Yes. Well, Doc Entel is the Tiger King. I'm He's telling the tiger you what. Pimp. He is the Tiger Pimp. <laughs> what is it? Like all of his uh, interns, like he has to sleep with them and shit before they can even get a job or They're something? They're like 17-year-old girls that that come in and then they never leave. And he makes and them get boob jobs? Yeah. yeah. That was messed so, up. Yeah, let's, we'll, messed. We'll, we'll get oh. into that. I just keep... We'll, We'll get into that in a second. Let's keep, let's stay on Joe for a second. And, and that is a good point, Seth. But I think really... And, you know, Joe says it from prison at the one point. I think the whole thing is they ended up making a lot of money off of each other. I mean, Joe oh, sure. pretty much de- yeah. dedicated his whole TV show to trying to like, you know, that bitch Carol Bassins <laughs> killed her husband, you know, and like every one of the, the, the thing that blows my mind, like in all of it. And let me just say it now, because we're talking about the legislation, the legislation part of it. And the fact that he got locked up for, you know, supposedly putting this hit on her is there is no way that he actually put a hit on this lady. Like he, he is making TV shows about killing this bitch. How <laughs> he's not that dumb. He'd have to be if retarded. She di- if she dies, he has mountains of evidence against him. He's not, even if he has nothing to do with it, he's going down for it. So I, I really think that it was one of those things. that just was obvious. Uh, What's his name? Uh, the Affliction Dude. Affliction The dude. Affliction um, Shirt? Yeah, the investor guy. <laughs> yeah, what the hell was his um, name? Uh, I can't remember his name right now, guys. If people are watching this or going crazy, but are listening. <laughs> he was just um, so lackadaisical, too, though. Like Jeff Lowe. Joe? Jeff Lowe. Oh, Jeff, Jeff Lowe. Lowe. Yeah. The producer guy, the guy that was in charge of Joe Exotic's stuff, that he came in. He was like, well, we'll just make it good television. And just would put anything up there. And I, that's part of the appeal of Joe Exotic, I suppose. You know, well, on the oh, podcast, no, 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 no. The, the, the TV producer guy, he he was his he was doing like reality TV. That was not Joe's regular, like Joe's TV show. They were kind of different. Look, look. 
Yeah. I think he had taken over it though, but I uh, thought he did. I think at one point he did, but that guy, they don't really go into his dirty stuff too. Cause that's not the first time that his shit's been burned down. Like his, uh, apartment when he moved back to Dallas was burned down with his pet in it, you know, like, and all sorts of other evidence. So there's some shit there too. They didn't cover, but they did wow. cover in the podcast. So there's the tiger King podcast. You got to check it out too. It's pretty cool. Uh, but Jeff Lowe, the, uh, the person that kind of went in and like, um, I guess gave money to save the zoo stole, stole the zoo. You mean he stole it, but mm-hmm. he, I mean, he pretty much admitted that he, fabricated all that shit just to get Joe arrested. I mean, on the damn documentary. I mean, he was recording that stuff and just to get evidence, yeah. you know, and like setting Joe up, asking him, feeding him. You know, like, yeah. He admitted, he admitted he like, it was his idea basically. Right. And, and there's, there's a reason why he was the only one that didn't go on stand. Right. And that's the thing that I was trying to get to. My whole point is how it's not the FBI, but the animal FBI, whatever national, PETA? the AFBI. Yeah, wh- whoever they are. No, no, no the Hannibal. federal people, babe. Hannibal not PETA. <laughs> I can't believe that they would actually like do this. Like go for I mean, yeah. I guess they needed somebody to burn for it. I think that's kind sure. of the whole thing is like if they put down Joe Exotic, the Tiger King, then maybe they can stop the trafficking and the petting. But, but the whole thing doesn't make sense is like wh- there is no good solution unless you actually preserve their natural habitat which is not happening right like the fact that there's more tigers in the u.s yeah it's sad because they're all in cages but like what are we going to do that we have to keep them alive somehow they're preserving the species they say that there's more uh wild cats or big cats here in the u.s in captivity than there are in their natural habitats now but that's i mean yes it's it's sad that they're in cages and certainly at the end of the documentary makes you kind of sad about the fact that uh, the one part where joe talked about his uh, apes or whatever that he had and that he wouldn't let them hug. And then mm-hmm. when he finally yeah. let him out, the first thing they did was embrace each other. Like mm-hmm. that was heartbreaking to me. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it is sad, but at the same time, like, would you rather lose the species, you know? So I kind of, I see both sides. Um, there is definitely, I don't know. There's probably something that is better to be done, but the whole, the whole deal is one giant, clusterfuck you know you've got this this larger than life character in joe exotic gay man you know running for governor then president under the libertarian party doesn't even know what the hell libertarian party is you know and he even like in his campaign he even says like i'm gayer than a three dollar bill and it's like well it the term is queerer than a three three dollar bill because it's weird and and it's rare you know like that's the whole thing about he's just an ignorant redneck, you know. No, you don't know this, Chris. What? Gay people get to have special money. They get three dollar bills. <laughs> Is that right, Seth? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually going to say I'm so glad Seth just piped up because I see a lot of Joe Exotic and Seth in that um, you know they both give out meth for sex from gay oh people. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Come on, Chris. <laughs> when I was watching the documentary and I saw the part about the uh, political, um, his video for his campaign for president, it I remember watching it. I oh, remember watching really? it. Yes. I was like, oh my gosh, this is that guy? <laughs> He's real? I remember, <laughs> I remember. I 
remember it. seeing the uh what was the late night host? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I can't remember uh, which which one it was. Was but on the Daily Show, but he's a Daily Show host. It was yeah. Carson the Daily. Daily Show. No, no, it, it it wasn't him. It wasn't Carson, but oh, uh, tonight with John Oliver, or yes. this week with John Oliver, or whatever. Yes, he featured him when he was running for president. Yeah, it I don't remember one that. Of his I don't remember made fun that. of him, I, and it was hilarious. Yeah, I and I remember thought that. it was. A, yeah, I do too. And I thought it was seriously a joke. <laughs> <laughs> like, you gotta understand. People from this area of the world, they're unique and they are definitely in their own world. Like that kind of shit. I mean, I don't know. I, so that wasn't like whenever I I went to that zoo probably in 2000 and I don't remember seeing Joe exotic because guess what? It wouldn't have been that rare to see someone who's eccentric like that and doing weird (laughs) shit like that in Oklahoma. So it's just the culture up there, man. It's, it's a weird place full of backwards rednecks and and methed out crazy people so yeah i i don't remember seeing the guy i probably did uh, i wish to god that i had known what would happen so i could have you know actually talked to the guy or whatever but <laughs> you know, what's in- uh, yeah what's interesting i i really appreciated the documentary crew who did the netflix special because yeah. i mean this story had so many layers there was so much stuff that was messed up like they didn't allude to some of it until all of a sudden it was happening and you're watching the campaign manager's face on the the security video and you're like, holy <laughs> shit, this is happening. And what's his face? Mm-hmm. Tyler's gone. Um, like things like that. Or like when safe or Saf is her name um, yeah, talks Saf. about losing her arm. Like Omar and I were talking <laughs> about this yesterday. How is that like just an afterthought? It's like a speed bump in the road. Oh, by the way, a girl lost her arm and it's like, Oh no big deal because everything else about the show is so fucked up. Like that literally yeah. is like no big deal that she lost an arm. I mean, she kind of crazy. It's insane. Yeah. Like, you're, you're told it's going to take months of rehabilitation or we can just amputate it. And she goes, yeah, just amputate it. Yeah. Like, are you fucking kidding me? If I had the, uh, the, the possibility of keeping an, uh, a limb, you know, as opposed to just getting it taken off so I can be out of the hospital in a few weeks, like I'm going to do the rehabilitation. Like that's a limb that you're never going to get back. And she just said, yeah, amputate it. But that's par for the course here at Joe Exotic's crazy GW zoo or whatever it's called. Seriously <laughs> is. Can we talk about the suicide slash okay, yeah, Travis so- Maldonado? So do we call like, it a suicide f- or do we call it a gun accident? It's a gun this accident. Is, this is the question. <laughs> it's a gun accident. You don't think it was a cry for help to get out of that situation? See, that's what Omar and I were talking about. Uh, Feels know. like it may have been. I mean, I mean uh, you got two supposedly on- straight guys who were just messed out of their mind who marry this guy just because they're going to be supplying them with these constant flow of drugs. I mean, but what a weird watch- situation to live in. Did you watch the show? Did you assess their intellectual level? <laughs> like, that's the whole thing. Like, it's very possible, but there's also, like, this very large possibility that these people were just stupid and made dumb mistakes. Uh, I'm but- sorry, Seth. I don't care how much meth you have. I'm not fucking you. <laughs> I know that you're trying to convince me of that right now. It's not happening. Well, I th- I'm not at all <laughs> trying to convince you of that. I don't even know where that came from. I'm what? not gay, Seth. I'm not saying you're gay. 
I think Chris is wrestling with his own demons right now. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> talking about the stupidity of some of the people on this show. Yeah, they're they're yeah. doing drugs, sir. They're not. They're special. There's something. <laughs> Actually, let's unpack that a little bit, Seth. Is it stupidity or, I mean... Did we get an inside look into what cult life is actually like? You talk cult about life, the, yeah, the, yeah, the chick, absolutely. Saf, Saf or whatever her name is, like, and she had the option to keep her arm and rehabilitate or go right back to work, or and she chose to cut off her arm to lose a part of her own self in order to protect Joe and what he has going on there. Because she, like she said, she's like. This would impact, you know, like him badly. I'd be in the news for a long time about this tiger attack and it'd affect his business. And so I didn't want it to hurt Joe. So I was like, just take it off. And I went right back to work. And and you see whether it is Joe's little cult. And he even mentioned it, how he, when he was comparing what he does to what uh, Doc Entel does, which is extremely cult-like down in south carolina you know like it's pretty much the same thing he just does it with he's just straight with a bunch of underage girls he also and says at one point they're going to tr- come and try to take my tigers they're going to have another waco on their hand yeah talking about yeah. you know the whole compound down at waco he he even compared his own little area to a cult there so yeah i, I mean can see that there now. has wow. to be some there has to be some sort of like real allure and power to these being around these cats that like because they would put themselves in these really harsh living situations they're getting what a hundred dollars a week yeah i think that's right if they're if they're getting if they're getting paid at all you know and the one girl who had escaped from the cult down in south carolina she's talking about how i mean there was cockroaches everywhere it's made to look like a paradise to everybody but it's ridiculous living conditions and they'd even get into like how that all works like so yeah it's it's definitely very cult reminiscent it's 100 i would yeah and at joe's uh zoo weren't the people that lived there like required to eat bad meat from walmart or something it was their only option because they weren't paid enough and so the meat that the walmart was given to the cats the people dug through first Mm. And then they put it on their pizza and sold it to people. <laughs> that was That's funny. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Well, if you haven't I've eaten seen- a lot of food from the food bank, though. And yeah. right now, during this epidemic, there's going to be a lot more people eating from the food bank. So if you have the ability at all, please donate to your local food banks. And this, yeah. it wasn't a food bank that was donate, donating this food. It was just stuff that, that couldn't be resold, pretty much expired meat, kind of like what the food bank d- deals with. Me and Elizabeth, for a year or more, uh, that's pretty much all we ate yeah, as well. it's true. And um, so- Yep. Whenever I first moved out on my own, I did that a lot too. I would uh, get food from the church that I worked at from the food bank. So I'm familiar with that as well. Seth, just did you have sure, something to say? Yeah. Just if you get food from the food bank, just be sure to check the packaging. I just had a notification on my phone from Newsbreak that said that two children um, had like one of those candy ropes they got from the food bank in Utah. 
and they were marijuana ropes. <laughs> it was a four-year-old and a seven-year-old, and it was 400 milligrams and, like, the Ooh. recommended dosage for, like, you know, an adult. It's, like, 25 at most, and these kids ate all of it and ended up in the hospital. So just if you eat from the food bank, which is great, we need to use those resources, what they are there for. <laughs> Just read the packaging. Just make sure you know. And if you're donating I mean, to a, a food whole, bank, that's a whole other story. I mean, if you're a, a parent, like, and and you're feeding your kids candy anyway, like, I mean, yeah, just yeah, that's that's what you need from the that's what you need from the food bank. Go to the food bank and get all the candy. Get you the can, candy right? rope. I've never even heard of that. It was like a nerd. Sounds great. Like nerd, like a nerd rope. You know, like nerd. The nerd. Can- the nerds. nerds are like little hard rock candies, right? Right. Yeah. But and they get sometimes put on, like, they can be onto a, like a little rope thing, like a licorice a gummy. Gummy. Oh, so licorice like shaped, licorice shaped gummy. No. Oh, okay. All right. Well, there you go. Um, don't go to food banks. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Do go to food banks. <laughs> just read the packaging. Don't. If you're planning on donating to food banks, don't give them marijuana baked goods, okay? <laughs> Send that to Omar. At- <laughs> oh, my gosh. So how's everybody doing in their own Corona Life survival thing? <laughs> oh, I'm loving life. Apocalypse, yeah? I'm loving it. Getting to work from home. like not. Look, I get to go to work, and I don't have to brush my teeth. You can make fun of me all you want for that. I'm going to brush them later on. Okay. But whenever I first wake up, I don't like to brush my teeth because I want to eat breakfast and I want to be able to taste it. You know, you like that fill of the fur on your teeth and you like that, you know, to mix in with your omelets just in the morning, morning, you know, and now afterwards (laughs) I'll brush it. Okay. But I'm loving it. It's so cool. And most of my students, because I'm a teacher, most of my students are actually doing well with the lessons and the online learning. So I'm actually pretty stoked on it. Um, I was telling someone, you know, just today, and it was kind of a joke, but I wish that this would have happened sooner because, um, you know, instead of having just the end of the year like this, we could have had the whole year. (laughs) But anyway, that's it's a joke. It's a bad joke. Obviously, I don't want coronavirus to kill anybody and hurt anybody. But yeah, anyway, I'm having a good time. Things are good here. We're uh, quarantining. We're not going out, you know, unlike Seth, who likes to go out and. Uh, get banged every night. Um, I like to stay at home and <laughs> Seth is making faces. We can't hear a word he's saying though. He says, I, I like to get banged by a really large cocks. It looks like his, his hands are making be like, any more inappropriate. like any more inappropriate. Uh, Chris, so, <laughs> how, tell me, Chris. Stephanie, Stephanie's coming out so, now. So, okay. So, you're working from home all the time. You're loving it. You're loving working with your kids. How are things going with your wife? Is she also quarantined? She is. She's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And you're not like, how are you dealing with that? Are you giving each other space? Like, what are things looking like? We have a very great relationship and we know that we both require lots of space. And mm-hmm. so we give each other space. And then, you know, when we feel like hanging out, we hang out. So we had, it was my birthday last weekend. And so she did a lot of really sweet things for me. And uh, yeah, we're getting along really well. It's she did uh, a really good, good job. And then the rest of us just dropped the ball. Because we were supposed to be at your little Netflix party, and it was an hour later after the invite had been sent, I was like, "Oh, oh, it's fine. I missed it. I was there. <laughs> Good job, Seth. 
Oh, know. you left halfway through the movie. Did you not like it? Yeah, I think I turned it off too when I left. I didn't have any <laughs> what clue what I was doing in that Netflix thing. What I movie like, was stopped it? it multiple times. Oh, it was a great uh, Shawshank, Shawshank Redemption. Redemption. Yeah, but mo- uh. most of you, all of you had left. I left when like I saw you'd left, and then someone oh, else I left, leave. and I was like, "No, we were I there left. the whole time." Oh well. Yeah, no worries. It Sorry was fine. Mess up the video. No, you how didn't. did that work? Uh, it was interesting. The Netflix yeah. party. It was. You know, yeah. I don't know. I, I I probably would have rather have been able to see everyone's face, I guess. But as far as watching movies, that'd be kind of weird. So I do get it. It's basically you just you can chat while the movie's going, and um, uh. we can all control the movie as it's going. So like, if we want to pause it and talk about it or whatever, we can. It's kind of cool. I mean, it's not great, but it's it's neat. It's Is interesting. That what we might want to do with the Patreon. Do you think? Or? Yeah, for sure. I could not uh, access it on my iPad, though. I had to get a computer uh, out, which was one reason why I yeah. didn't end up getting there, because I was making dinner for the kids, and I couldn't have my headphones in listening to it while I was yeah. running around. That makes sense. It's all good. Since we're talking about Netflix, let me just say, and then we can move on, that we gave a whole lot of time to Tiger King. <laughs> you gotta watch Ozark it. Is, Ozark is better. Oh, Ozark was so <laughs> fucking good. Yeah. Oh my yeah, god, it was it was episode yeah. seven, and I feel like I need to go back to episode five. You need to go back to episode five, and oh there's god, just the best ending ever. There's so much going on, and I'm a little lost. So. Yeah. yeah, well, you need to watch it. Talk it's so great. All, but yeah, I got to say, the entire time I was watching Tiger King, I just kept picturing Seth's face on Joe Exotic. Fuck you! Ooh, like I, for fucking real, it's just like one after the other, and like I just I haven't been responding to them, and he just keeps going. <laughs> Chris is from Texas; he doesn't know a lot of gay people. We just got to give him grace. He's from Oklahoma, <laughs> which hilarious. is worse. That's <laughs> it. Did did did, did Tiger worse. King not prove it's to you that there are gay Robert's people in Oklahoma? Territory. I mean, it right. did, did you, but it, they're weird. So clearly, you have a bias like against months. them because of how odd they are. <laughs> well, no, no, there's a tra- there there's some sort of trauma, and I think this is what it is. <laughs> and he's mentioned that he's he's mentioned that he's been to this place. I have so. Were you one of his husbands at one point? <gasps> no, no, Chris, I wasn't. When and you, you would have been were, young when you went, too. You, you were 17, yeah. I would have been, eight, I think it was 18 when I went. But uh, yeah, no, oh. I wasn't on no, meth right, at the time. And, uh, that's in uh, <laughs> Joe Exotic's prime target age range. His type, his type. He is right at his level. Great 18-year-old right there guy. Right partners. Yep. Greater Winnie <laughs> Wood so, Zoo. The only thing I want to know, Chris, is yep. how straight are you? Uh, pretty straight. I, I mean, when, you know, when if I you were watch, watch porn, porn I want to see the bigger like the dicks. big ones or the little ones. So you're not, you're not that straight then. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious whenever he asked that kid that because it's like I don't really think that means anything. But I've okay. heard Seth say the exact same thing before, so it must be a pickup line <laughs> for sure. Just, no, it's a joke. I've heard it said multiple times, and I think Ron White is actually the one who gives the it does the joke originally. Uh, okay, and it's it's funny. It makes uh, sense that Joe Exotic would be into Ron White, both rednecks. Yeah, yeah. But I, <laughs> I've heard that joke performed on stage by Ron White. So, have you ever yeah. performed uh, oral on a man on stage? <laughs> on stage, <laughs> in heels. Like that's not even funny. Nor is it really that big of a sting. I, I mean, don't, I'm, I'm just picturing you. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just like, picturing if you're gonna, if you're gonna be on stage. I just picture, picture heels. I don't know. 
I think I have video of Seth in heels and fishnets. Pretty sure. He wasn't in heels, was he? <laughs> he it was the mascara. <laughs> <laughs> that anyway, was a night. That was a on. night. That was. That was. I was remember. actually really proud of you. Yeah. Uh, that was too. Well, I. I mean, really, that entire everything that happened that night, and all of the credit goes to Liz. I was a train wreck. The very fact that I was in New York City, out of control, uh, with a friend. <laughs> Didn't she you know, leave you in New York I City? Couldn't even, I couldn't even like, <laughs> Just outside her apartment, straight. she couldn't get him up the steps. And I was like crying. And She like, messaged me. He's like, park. Liz just left me somewhere in the middle of New York. <laughs> she messaged me. <laughs> Apparently it was in front of <laughs> She messaged me and said, man, it really would have helped to have you here so that I could go get Adam and have Seth stay with somebody I know. <laughs> I was out Seth said I wasn't allowed to be there, so... <laughs> I couldn't even be there to help. <laughs> yeah, I feel really. If there's ever like a time at which I've gotten drunk and I've felt really bad for everything that happened, it's that night. But well, yeah, I I I got crazy. I wore fishnets and other things. And a few <laughs> other and, things. And, and you the community. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. Assless chaps. I they weren't chaps. It was underwear. <laughs> <laughs> and I I gave the the Patreon a run for their money for a little. I'll bit. tell you what. <laughs> ask me, ask me how I'm doing, babe. How are you doing, babe? I'm I'm doing okay. Um, my job was deemed essential. I was out of work for about a week, and then my there's a company that I work for that has a restoration side to their business, and so they're still operational and still need electricians. So, so I'm still working, and so that's good. Um, Praise the Jesus. I thought I was going to have a lot more. I thought I was gonna have a lot more time on my hands to do podcasting type stuff, um, but I just decided yesterday. I think, I think I'm gonna write a book. Mm. <gasps> write a book? Do tell, like yeah. a comedy tragedy, well, <laughs> like a shame yes. with Josh Rogie, <laughs> <laughs> possibly. <laughs> Um, uh oh! No, I, what what I'm thinking, you know, it's a lot easier now to get published. My uncle has written a few books and actually has a publishing company. Um, it really, I, I was thinking about podcasting and about how it, getting authors on, and actually, it was kind of funny because I was like, "When do you guys need to write a book so we can just get on more podcasts?" And then I started thinking, I'm like, "Oh, well, I mean, I got a story to tell. It definitely revolves around faith from." basically the time I was two years old. And I guess it really impacted my entire life, if you really want to think about it, because my mother's main reason for not being with my father when I was growing up was being told was because he was Muslim and I didn't want to be raised with a Muslim father. So she was doing the right thing. But, but really, but there, there's obviously more to it. More, more to it. <laughs> <laughs> There's obviously more to it than that. But anyway, like, you know, dying at two years old and, my, and being told by my grandmother that, like, you know, I, basically I didn't come back to life and just, she screamed out the name of the Lord Jesus um, up until, until when I was in my teenage years going on mission trips with my uncle to the decisions I made post that, um, working with the church for many years and thinking recently if I could redo my life, would I've changed any of it? And I don't think that I would have. Um, obviously, I'm not nearly as religious as I once was, but 
I wouldn't have been able to survive in my family, I think, if I was the way I was now when I was younger. I would have been, you know, in many prayer meetings and interventions and like what's wrong with Omar and all this and all this different stuff where now as an adult, I feel like, you know, free to think for myself and think on my own. And there's not as much baggage with all that. And I think, you know, there's definitely stories to be told in that the, the escapades in Alaska, um, in to what we're doing now with this podcast. So I think you guys will probably end up in the book as well. Ooh, oh, that'd yeah. be cool if I end up in a book. I think I'll make the cut. I'm not trying to. <laughs> you might, you might, you might be in there. I might have a page or two dedicated to you. Um, no, definitely. Um, I'm not trying to be an author. I'm not thinking I'm a, this great writer. So I'm definitely going to be looking for help. Best ideas of like you know storybooking it out um, to where it would be entertaining. Like I know that I have I have a story to tell and something that would be entertaining and challenging, but um, I have no clue what I'm doing. So this is going to be a fun adventure. You could probably so pay have- an Indian guy from Fiverr to, uh, you know, <laughs> just type down everything you say. You could just dictate it to him. Probably cost you a total of like five bucks for the entire book. I think they have applications that will do that for me too. Oh, do they really? Yep. They do. <laughs> Wouldn't you rather have- employ a guy in India? Oh my gosh. I have a request. <laughs> <laughs> Can we not call it a memoir? Please. <laughs> why? Why? Memoirs. Why? 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 Memoirs why? are what old people write at the end of their lives, not what a 30, 40 something year old writes. You're not old enough to call your book a memoir. I'm sorry. It's not going to happen. And I got kids coming in, so I can't get explicit. Pause that thought. <laughs> Zeke, get Zeke. out. He lost two teeth last week, actually. Did he get to pull one on his own? I I pulled one and Elizabeth pulled the other. Tell the girl this you're trying to pick a DVD. Aw, Zeke's such a cute kid. He is. Go away. <laughs> 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 Quarantine it won't shut out. Damn it. <laughs> okay. What uh So yeah, anybody with kids at home, Mike, I'm really curious how you guys are making out right now. I know Elizabeth has been pretty used to this. Not a lot has changed, but still I can tell um, their tensions are high. You can t- you can tell with which child too has the shorter fuse. Oh my gosh. Um, one, of, been... one of the children got sent, sent away last week to their grandparents' house. <laughs> Sometimes you just have to do that. You know? Yeah. You just need space. Well, and that's been... I mean, even that's... when you're they're your own kids... Yeah, and that's been hard. I mean, we're we are homeschoolers, and we stay at home for the most part. But they get a chance to get out, so we'll go to the library every week. They each had they the three older kids had an art class. Kinsley had a music class, and those are all canceled. We would try and do play dates every other week, and like we can't do any of that. And I don't take them grocery shopping either anymore. And sometimes that was like a, a way for them to get like their socializing in some way i mean that sounds weird but still like there were some weeks when that's what we would do but we don't take them anymore so they are literally at the house all the time and they themselves the four of them are the only people that they see besides me and omar and it's driving them nuts too so sure well i mean i'm just glad that there's four of them because there could just be one of them you know or even two of them and that would be even worse you know so how old's the oldest one 10 she's 10 she's old enough to make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for all of the kids right they actually all make their own peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Oh, perfect. And they can all go to the bathroom by themselves? Usually. 
Okay, good. You and Omar need to take a weekend trip somewhere and let the oldest one just watch the kids. <laughs> a weekend. Yeah. Just, just, fil- I, just film it. Just set up little cameras around the house and stuff. Oh, so my we gosh. Can, yeah. the As- I don't trust my 10-year-old, actually. <laughs> did, but, did you know that I... Did you know that we have game that's called on and... Hey, Kinsley. We're podcasting right now, so I can't she hear has about what? the game. A game called Anon. Um, nom. Anom. Hi, Kinsley. Om um, Nom is the name of the game, and they want to play it. Is it on one of my no. iPads? No, no, it's. I don't want to play it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Mom, I just oh, came to tell you that there's it. a game I don't want to play. It's <laughs> great. Go watch a DVD and leave us alone. Thanks. I guess I need to start locking the bedroom door. Yeah. Or you could actually, what's better is if, you know, those like, uh, I don't know, whenever I was a kid, we'd go to the mall and we'd see these other kids on leashes. Mm-hmm. You could get some of those no. and you could tie those. them up somewhere. No. Yeah. We've had those. They figure out no. how to unclip them at two. So <laughs> it works for the first 24 months. A couple of years. Yeah. But but I had an hour long session of lessons on Wednesday that I was giving online. And so I was like, all right, this is perfect. I will give each kid... I have two tablets, so I'll give the kids the tablets. They'll get 15 minutes. They can each have 15 minutes on them, and then they can watch a movie, and we'll be good. Like, that will entertain them for an hour. I came downstairs, and there were candles lit in my living room. <laughs> they, they wanted to get the mood right. I don't understand, first of all, where they found the candles, second of all, where they found a lighter that works, and third of all, why? <laughs> Uh, they got in trouble for that so, so much like this is freaking me out like yeah, that's the first i heard about that yeah that's oh Omar's about to go down uh, there and whip some ass go whip some ass <laughs> yeah so no i do not trust my 10 year old when did this with happen all the other kids wednesday hey who's the disciplinarian the disciplinarian oh, omar well, oh okay well, so good she she uh Though, that, here's the problem with our oldest, and it's going to be a good thing eventually, but she just gets in her mind. She's very headstrong. She has good ideas, but she doesn't always have the whole picture, does not think it all the way through. So she's like a natural born leader. She's not scared to make decisions like that, which will be good for her later in life, but it's hard to raise a child like that. Yeah, she reminds me of yeah, anybody thinking, you guys might know. <laughs> no so. idea what you're talking about. No, but trying to think, yeah, thinking through consequences <laughs> of actions just is not something she does at all. Um, mm. Yeah. So fights will often end in somebody getting kicked in the mouth and blood. I mean, and, and like, well, I mean, that's normal, them. I suppose. It's and, I get that, except that yeah. when it's always one person who's doing the kicking... <laughs> Like, I literally have told the littles, I'm like, you know, if you're going to pick a fight, you will get kicked in the Omar, head. Omar, why are you kicking your kids? <laughs> it's not Omar. <laughs> <laughs> if so, you keep pushing so buttons, this so, will you know. happen. <laughs> I kick well, a lot okay. of ass. The one, that's ki- the one that's kicking everybody, why don't you just let that one get beat up by all the other three? That's been tried. <laughs> I mean, it seems to me like that would work. I don't. Like, you know, get your ass kicked a couple times, you learn your lesson. 
I, can't I mean, endorse. it's going to be years of this. Yeah, I they are all want, stubborn Seth. assholes being raised can. by two stubborn <laughs> assholes. So, no, they're just going to keep being stubborn assholes towards each other until they either <laughs> kill themselves or move out. <laughs> yeah. That's the hardest part is when they're they're doing something that they're not supposed to like that. They're fighting or they're just being a dick. And I'm trying to help them be better people. And in the process of me disciplining them, telling them that I'm being a complete dick as well. And I'm like, what are they learning right now? Like, I'm like, I'm like how am I? Yeah. And that's, that's actually same been something I've thought about a lot lately um, with how, what do I really believe is what love looks like? You know, is love the hard love, which has kind of been my personality where I'm going to tell you how it is. I'm not... Like, I care about your feelings, but I'm not trying to not hurt them. You know, it's one of those things, you know, you're going to get hurt feelings anyway in this life. The world's going to be more harsh than I am. Um, You know that I love you, but I'm not, I'm not pulling punches. That's always kind of been my thing. And a lot of that I learned in my discipleship programs. A lot of that was stuff that worked on me Um, when I got older, like not having a father, all I knew was the other type of love from my mom and my grandmother growing up and kind of just spoiled rotten. And I saw the negative parts of that in me when I got older and saw the the value for discipline, but that doesn't work for every person. And I don't really know what I believe. I've been wrestling with that lately and thinking about it, I guess with extra time on our hands, um, how, do I want to be the person who makes everyone feel good? You know, when I walk in the room, they know I'm going to say the right thing and I make them smile. And like, everybody likes that. You know, the picture of God that you want to have is somebody who's a friendly person. Not that I want to be anybody's God, but like buddy I'm, Jesus. I'm, I'm, I'm relating. Yeah, I'm relating. God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm relating this to my religious experience because it's so deeply tied into it because, you know, Spare the rod, spoil the child. One hundred percent, I agree with that. D- discipline is love. Love looks like if if God disciplines those He loves. I mean, there's all these different verses that I got instilled into me that like I apply it in my life, and it, it really makes you kind of look like an asshole sometimes. I'm not, and you guys know I'm not worried about looking like an asshole. You guys know that, but I don't want to hurt people's feelings either. That's not my goal. But at the end of the day, I I think I really do believe that I don't know how much feelings matter. I, I mean, they do. But I don't know. That's that's where my wrestle is. And you guys, please chime in. Let you guys hear you guys' opinions because people's feelings are important. We know that here at Fade to Gray. We express that. But yeah, go. I don't know. I Yeah, obviously, you're not intentionally trying to hurt anyone's feelings. But at the same time, you know, facts don't care about feelings. You know, and and in this case, you've got a kid who, or maybe in your own life or whatever, you've got an issue where you're afraid of hurting someone's feelings. You may be actually by sparing them some sort of knowledge to spare them their feelings. You're actually making them a shittier person because you're not adding that value to their life or something, right? So, like, I'm I'm a big fan of just throw the feelings out the fucking door and let's talk about facts, you know, until they're in their thirties and they end up in talking to Seth about it every day because, you know, they're, they don't think their dad loved them. You know, so there has to be some room for validating your feelings though, too. Well, sure. Right? Okay. Sure. Sure. So, Absolutely. Right. Right. I'm not saying you don't hug your kids. You don't tell your kids you love them. I'm just telling them, you know, whip their ass when they need it. That's all I'm saying. 
What were you saying, Seth? <laughs> Elizabeth is completely on on point in that you need to validate the emotions first and foremost because Boo. those emotions are real. Okay, but then you also need to instill the truth because this is the thing: is that right now in their oh, development. Listen, think about the lessons we need to learn. So do you want them to learn those lessons in a controlled environment where you are in control? Or do you want them to learn those lessons when they're 30 out on their own and now they're going bankrupt? So well, here's the question. There's a too, level Seth. of you, you need to balance both. Yeah. And I agree. And you're right. But you say it's first and foremost important that you validate their feelings. But what if their feelings yes. aren't valid? And that, so, for example, um, our youngest, our four-year-old. It's a great question. I, I, I hear often, you know, like she, if she doesn't get her nap, if she doesn't, mm-hmm. then she starts getting very irrational, and she's mm-hmm. all she's doing is whining and having a bad attitude, and and you know, and what she's feeling isn't isn't rational at that point. She I mean, she needs a nap. There, she's not going to take a nap at this point. She's fought it. We're past that point. She needs some candy and, rope from the food bank. Right. What I usually do when she gets to the point when she gets to the point where she's whining so much and she's yeah, I do scream at her. I do with because sometimes I just don't know how else to handle her. She will not shut up. Today was a really good example because she kept whining every time she came to me saying she cries. (laughs) Anyway, but there there are some times when I'll be like, okay, I understand that you're tired. Well, I, I understand that you're whiny and that you need something or you think you need something, but, but you're, you're to, not going to get it with you're this trying to whining use logic and crying. with a person whose frontal cortex is not even formed yet. Well, that's, that's the you just thing. Bend is that we, and spank the shit out of her and then she'll stop. So you need a mm. behavioral health. Like I would encourage some type of like intervention at, at this point where there's something special that's being done. And I oh, mean, like, there's some my type of grounding. God. That's well, well, here, well, here's the thing, though. Something like, like to where it's like, when she gets to that point, once. she gets an opportunity to, to change her behavior, or this is what's going to happen, and she needs to go to her room. That's like, right. You've got to, you've got to immediately discipline it and put a behavioral like plan in place that is expected, and she knows. Okay, now I agree. Be, with otherwise, that. that behavior, otherwise, that behavior is going to continue. And that's exactly Sad. what I do. And that's why I don't have any issue with the children. Yeah. Like, I'm not around them all the time. So I don't really understand it. And I'm not putting, and believe me, Elizabeth, I'm not putting any blame on you and like yeah, how, like, one style, one You're style versus the other. Kids and homeschooling. But, but I, but I, but it, it pisses me off because I can hear Elizabeth say the same thing to the kids five, six times in a row. And then I'm like, holy fuck. Do you not hear your right. mother? Like, why aren't you doing what she says? <laughs> like, I tell you once and you do it and you do it happily. I don't understand what is the, like, what's like, it gets to that point. Like, I don't normally let it get to that point. Can I ask you a question? And I don't raise my voice very often because if I raise my voice, I scare everybody. So I have, I'm so, but I have to like, be like, you know, you better listen to them or exactly go to your room or threaten a spanks. I don't, we don't really spank anymore. Okay. Like they're too old for that. We did when they were young. You are the, you are the disciplinarian. And so they kind of fear you for that. I mean, so whenever you lay down the law, it's like, Oh, well, dad's the disciplinarian. He, he's well, the Elizabeth one that- spanked just as much as I have in, yeah. in the whole thing. I'm it's, the one who's the around more know. often just because of that spank. I'm the one who's around <laughs> more often because just because of Omar's job. 
and no other reason, but like I just get tired because there uh, it's having to reinforce There's four it. kids. All I mean, Jesus Christ. The time and especially right now there's no breaks because i don't get to go to work because right. i'm non-essential and so there's You're there's essential. no break i mean clearly they're walking in after we've told everybody hey you guys stay downstairs watch a movie and they're still coming upstairs so like what i should do is yeah, turn all no, of this off that, like, i should leave and like go spank and this does not happen but i'm just too tired <laughs> now let uncle chris what? talk to the next one that walks in <laughs> Is and that? I like, and I wouldn't even say that you have to spank. I think that there needs to be some form of other punishment. Oh, you're such a softy, Seth. Your kids are going to become soft, psycho no, not, murderers. Not necessarily a softy. The they truth of the matter is, though, a spanking, a spanking is something that just happens and then it's over. The consequence is, is right. not and the bad attitude. Is over. Mm, not, not always. Sometimes the, it makes it worse. Right, that oftentimes the behaviors will continue. You, I would encourage something other than that, something that they actually want to do and then they can't um, with punishment. Cell phones, because, tablets, internet. Because you will make, we will make decisions and changes in our lives to get the things that we want. So you need to eliminate something that they want temporarily in a structure around what they what somebody take away with. dick from seth so he'll start doing what he should be doing okay. what are you talking about? <laughs> i think the governor is trying to do that right now <laughs> so what are we it, talking about right now it, it, anyway so guys this is going to be the most like abrupt in ending to a podcast but we have another one scheduled in 10 minutes and our kids do need oh. to get something to eat during this next podcast and by eat they mean a knuckle with. sandwich motherfuckers Jesus. <laughs> so patreon we love you thank you for support your support during this hard time if you haven't noticed um you know this month is free on us you know we know that some of you guys were um maybe experiencing you know job loss or just you know some insecurity and stuff like that so we wanted to show you guys that as much as we couldn't do this without you that it's not about just your financial support and so we love you yeah we do yes Yeesh. Seth doesn't because he's not yeah. saying anything. Seth is texting on Grinder. <laughs> I love you. He, he's already on Grinder. Like, <laughs> like, do you have? Are you sure you don't have COVID? <laughs> When's the last time you've coughed? <laughs> Wear a mask while you're banging me. How, how does your throat? What's feel? your temperature? <laughs> I'm gonna, let me check your temperature in the back of your throat with my. Actually, dick. would. <laughs> All right. Later, <laughs> later guys. <laughs> Really? Wow. That that is how that is how you end an wow. episode. A talk about parenting. It's <laughs> actually instructional. <laughs> to abruptly ending it by mentioning me having sex with men and taking a penis down the throat. I don't understand how you got there. The, I love it. I, the logic you're, you're, te- you're checking a temperature of the person to make sure they don't have covid with, I with mean, your like, penis even if, like, if you want them to have covid like even, the warmer okay, the better so if you were going to make a joke yes if you yeah, were going to make a kids. joke about temperature why don't you just make an ass joke because stick your uh, oh, thermometer up their ass wouldn't yeah, that you didn't even well, catch I'm, st- I'm still recording so i mean i'm making up a, my that's own a better one that's a better me. one so so next time you go on your hookup, be like, I need to check your temperature. Make sure that it's not too hot. Hey, baby, let me check your temperature <laughs> with my man thermometer. <laughs> my meat thermometer. This cannot be used as content, please. <laughs>
<laughs> so what are we going to do? Are we about to talk to an author about God and <laughs> religion? <laughs> and we're talking about dicks? What the fuck? <laughs> this episode of Fade to Grey was brought to you by our wonderful Patreon. Head on over to FadeToGreyPodcast.com to become a member today. And since you have nothing going on during the COVID-19 crisis, go over to wherever you listen to podcasts and make sure to give us a five-star rating and review. It really helps us out. Check us out on social media and let us know what you thought about this episode. Thanks for listening to the Fade to Grey Podcast. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.